back, back again, uh, recording podcast because, you know, life has been crazy these past couple months, and uh, I'm here to, you know, tell you all about it. But, but first, but first, before I tell you all about, um, since I've taken this hiatus, I think it was uh, back in, I want to say, April? April, March, April, it was the last time I put out a podcast episode, and um, it's been a while, it shouldn't have been so long, but, and that's my bad, but you know, life has been crazy, but before we get into that, I got two words for you, ecstasy octopus, I know, crazy, crazy enough, but I'll fill you in, I'll fill you in once we get past this intro, so, you know, stay tuned. Welcome, welcome back uh, for you, for me, um, for everyone out there listening, you know, uh, welcome back uh, to another episode of At The Bench uh, or the At The Bench podcast. I am your humble, friendly, neighborhood scientist, oh, well, neighborhood black scientist, Dr. Stevens, aka the scientist who lived. And you know it's, it's it's good to be back on the on the mic. It's good to be back on the mic after this long hiatus. There's it's been a whole lot going on, and I'm here to fill you in um, on I guess life and uh, things that I've learned um, through these past couple of months. Cause I've been uh, one been traveling, two been applying to uh, different fellowships, jobs, all types of stuff. I've I've learned uh, uh, workshops and. All these other things. I mean, I've, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. And I'm here to pass these learnings and these teachings on to you. But, I mean, we can't do it all through in one episode. So, you know, stick, stay tuned through, you know, all the rest of the episodes. But first, but first, as I said, ecstasy octopus, right? Crazy shit. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when, when you get MDA into a human brain, it, it triggers these... Uh, a neuro uh, transmitter or the neurotransmitter uh, serotonin, and you know you get you get a you get a feel of a little bit of happiness, you know, a party drug, you know, you want to be happy. But uh, what's interesting here is that uh, scientists, um, I think it was at John Hopkins. I'm I'm, I'm reading this Nature paper, um, and uh, Woods Hole, um, they discovered that. Uh, these animals, especially um, octopuses, who are usually not the um, the I don't know the 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 friendly type. Let's, let's just say that they're not the friend. They're not the friendliest uh, fish in the sea, um, which is not fish, but whatever. But um, uh, ocean animals, aquatic animals, if we say so, um, in the sea. So uh, they usually they they're usually solitary creatures, and they want to you know stick to themselves. They don't want to be bothered by anybody. I can feel that, I can feel that. I feel I feel that heavy. I was like, you know what? I I relate to an octopus because I, 
would rather be alone than to deal with anyone else. But uh, but crazy enough, you give. I mean, not out. They don't give. Uh, <laughs> they don't just like feed them um um ecstasy pills. But what they do is they um, let's see. What I'm reading here is that they have uh, the this tank, and they and the octopuses can or the octopi can uh absorb the um the drug through their um uh, through their pores so and well what's crazy about that but at first like they they gave them way too much and they were you know tripping out but then they gave them the right dosage and they saw something crazy happen which is those octopi started started to you know get a little cuddly which you know we we all we all love cuddles you know what i'm saying um, you know, some, some people more than others, some people don't like to be touched, which, you know, you know, that, that, that's your thing. But, uh, you know, some of us like, like cuddles, but, uh, it seemed like octopi like more cuddles when they high on ecstasy. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. You know, they, it takes, maybe sometimes it takes, you know, a little, little pill of encouragement. But so if you put like two octopi in a, um, in a tank together, they usually stay apart, but. Um, it looked like they get real cuddly. They want to be on top of each other. Um, you know, uh, when, when they have, uh, this right doses, a dosage of ecstasy, which is interesting, right? Like who who would have thought, um, uh, uh, octopi would, um, react the same way as humans because, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, uh, what I've been reading is like, um, they their brain doesn't work the same as ours right like they the the neuro uh synapses and i'm not a neuroscientist by any means so forgive me um they uh they fire off differently and they they the way that they respond to certain uh stimulants are usually different from the way humans respond to certain stimulants so um this is a, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, um so ecstasy obviously MD MDMA. Um I don't know why I'd be wanting to say something else, but yeah, MDMA. Um so yeah, it's a pretty dope thing. That, you know, octopuses who are usually assholes want to be um want to be cuddly and shit. Uh when they um are high on drugs. But who would have known? I, and then they say um, I think it was a crab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read there was a crab that that gets real aggressive, um, like super, super aggressive when when they're on the drug. So you know, you know, you you everybody has that friend who you know you got different types of you got different types of drunks, right? You got you got the you know you got the talkative drunk, the the the, the flirty drunk, the friendly drunk, um, and then you got that aggressive drunk, which that's that friend that you don't want to go out with anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's no, there's no point of going out with that, that aggressive drunk because he's going to ruin your night. He's going to ruin your night. But besides all that, besides all the, uh, all the drugging of the fish, um, I'm here to, you know, tell you, tell you about what, what's been going on these past couple months. And it's going to take me a couple episodes to get through. So bear with me. So there, there's a couple of different things that I've done um, these past couple months. Uh, I want to say like four different things. Uh, so first, I took a uh, week, uh, a little over a week long Euro trip to, to um, oh, well, 
to Europe, but my home base was Paris, and I'll tell you all about that. That's the first thing I'm going to tell you about. Secondly, um, I was a part of this workshop. Um, it's called the Next Prof Workshop at the University of Michigan. Um, it was all virtual. Um, hopefully, the you know I'm pretty sure the next in the next coming years they'll have it more. They'll have it in person, but um, it, yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. Um, you know, the, it kind of helps you with your uh, your application materials, your teaching statement, your research statement, which is dope. Um, and I'll go back through this when I uh, that'll probably be the next episode. Um, and I'll promote that because that it's a, it's a dope thing that a lot of people don't know about. Um, and so also I applied to a, uh, two different fellowships. One was the Burroughs Welcome uh, Fund, uh, diversity fellowship, which was, uh, uh, which is a really dope one that, uh, pays for research. And then this, and I heard that one's really prestigious, but then also there's the prestigious prestigious one which is the howard hughes's medical institute hhmi hannah gray i applied for that one too and i'll tell you all about that so um yeah so i there, i had a lot a whole lot of shit going on man let me tell you let me let me let me tell you because it was it, it was uh my uh my, i was going through it i'm going through it. i'm kind of I'm, honestly i'm still kind of going through it there's a lot of shit that that's happened and i'll, I'll catch you guys all up um uh, I mean, if you're listening, you kind of care. So, you know, I'll, I'll catch you up. So, uh, first and foremost, let, let's talk about something more uh, on on, um, on happier vibes, you know. So, and, uh, and that is my Euro trip, um, my, my little over a week long Euro trip, um, honestly. So, so this trip, this trip was supposed to be uh, two years ago, and I was supposed to go, um, oh man, let me tell you, I I was supposed to go as a graduation gift to myself, right, then the pandemic happened, and that screwed everything up, so, I mean, the thing is, I've been saving up for it, so I still had the money in my savings account, so it wasn't that big of a deal, but the thing was, I, I planned it to where, I was I was basically going to backpack across Europe. I was going to go to a lot more countries, and I was going to um, uh, I was going to stay in like hostels, and it was going to be like super uber cheap, and I was going to stay in Airbnbs and all the other shit. It was going to be great. It was going to be it was going to be awesome, right? Right, wrong. So like um, <laughs> because of the pandemic, I was like, all right, well. So and then when I decided to go, I was like, it was the tail end of. When uh, cases were calming down, uh, we was getting a handle on things, things, everything was opening up, and I was like, okay, well, uh, Europe opened up, and um, I was like, okay, well, well, let's plan this trip, and um, I decided, well, you know, I'm going to have to stay in the hotel, because um, at the time, I was going to, ha- I had to get a COVID test to come back to the States. Didn't have to have a COVID test to get into uh, Europe. Just had to be vaccinated. But um, man, it was. I was like, man, I wish I would. I wish I would have stayed in a hostel in a hostel because I probably would have, you know, met a lot of different people from a lot of different places. And it, it probably would have been. Uh, it probably would have been dope. It probably would dope. I would have probably like made a lot, of, a lot more friends and things like that. But hey, it's all good. I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not too hung up on it um, because I still had an amazing fucking time. So this is. This is how I planned my trip. So, um, I did it for my birthday. I did it for my 30th birthday. Um, now I'll let you guys know how old I was, but uh, who cares? It's not, it's not that deep. 
um because a lot of like y'all still don't know my name um and um and you know i wanted to wake up in paris on my birthday so that's exactly what i did um i had friends and stuff that wanted to like come with but you know uh doing anything with friends uh makes life not different not difficult, but difficult, right? Doing anything with friends, um, trying to plan and coordinate with people. I was just like, you know what? This is going to be just me, myself, and I, a solo trip. So I made it a solo trip. I, I just did it by myself. You know, I planned it, um, bought my ticket, bought my hotel, which the hotel was expensive as hell. And that's what made hey, I went over budget because of the hotel. Everything else was pretty cheap, if I'm being quite honest, once I got over there. Um, but uh, the flight wasn't that bad. It was under a thousand dollars. It was actually under, hmm, I think it was under eight hundred dollars, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, I gotta, I'll have to look it up. But I, I got it for pretty cheap. Not like, not like the way ticket prices are now. Ticket prices are through the roof now. But um, so now I um, so I got got my plane ticket. Uh, got my hotel in Paris. Um, close, close to uh downtown wherever they were not downtown downtown but downtown where everything's at right like where um a lot of the uh uh, uh monuments and uh the Eiffel Tower and things like that are right, right and um I wanted to I wanted to go to other countries because I was like okay yeah I do want to stay in Paris this whole time because I can you know take my time just chill you know be you know kind of be uh, uh like blend into the crowd and let me tell you I blended into the crowd. Um, I don't know what it is about me, but I'm a I'm sort of a chameleon. Um, so uh, what was crazy is, uh, so what I did decided to do was I was like, okay, well, Paris is going to be my home base, right? And then I'm going to go to uh, London. I'm going. I'm going to take a train to London, take a train to uh, 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 Amsterdam, and take a train train to Brussels, and they're just going to be day trips. And because I had a little over a week there, so I just I just planned that all out. And, you know, I was like, oh, and it worked out. It worked like, and I went somewhere every other day is what happened every other day. Um, so first I'll tell you about Paris because Paris was dope. Let me tell you, um, it, it was, it was dope. It was, it was, uh, it was a lot going on. It was bustling. Like, man, like it was, it was dope. It was a, it was a really dope experience for my first time, like in Europe and I'm doing it alone and I was able to. Uh, you know, navigate the 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 metro system pretty well. It was it was pretty straightforward. Um, you know, uh, and it was mostly on time. Uh, people people came up to me asking me for directions in French, and I'm just like, <laughs> désolé. <laughs> it was like, which is sorry. Um, like I, I do not speak or je uh, parle. Francais un petit peu. Like I, I speak a little bit of French, but not not well. Like I'm not um fluent. If that you know, I'm not fluent. So um you know, I I had to say sorry a lot um because people thought I was from there. People thought I was uh I wasn't a tourist, which I don't know why I don't know why I didn't give tourist vibes. I was like, do I not give tourist vibes? But you know, whatever. Um so it was all good. Uh Maybe a black man can't <laughs> can't travel. I, I don't know. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so it was it was dope though. Like seeing the Eiffel Tower, seeing the Arc de Triomphe, um, seeing uh, I went to the Pantheon. I think that's what it's called, uh, if I remember. And I saw like Marie Curry, like where Marie Curry was laid to rest, and her husband was laid to rest. Uh, Josephine uh, Baker, 
Um, wait, did I say that right? I, th- I think I got the right person. Uh, I'll have to look. Uh, I might I might have said that wrong, but she's like to rest in Paris. Uh, and, and um, so it was it was the the architecture was amazing. The um, just the experience, the food, everything was was great. They loved. Man, I. I I <laughs> I felt I felt like a a, um, a local because like I got me went to like a, a a local shop got me like a a baguette a baguette sandwich and they love their baguettes over there like just got a baguette sandwich and they love their cheeses their cheeses are dope and it was it was good man it was good it was really really good I will say that um, so London man London was great it was a little rainy it was a little gloomy um, uh, at the tail end of my time in uh, London. Um, but, uh, I went to, where did I go? Uh, I went to this, um, this free museum and, uh, the museum, yeah, to be honest, the museum was a little, uh, I forget what the museum is called. Um, but I think it's their, it's their natural history museum and I should have went to a different museum. Um, I thought the museum was going to be dope cause I love natural history museums, but it wasn't as dope as I thought it was going to be. So that was quite unfortunate but it's all good um so because you know i went off to see big ben the london eye um uh, you know all the um bridges and stuff so it was it, all in all all in all it was a dope experience and i um got some uh got some indian food there which yo if you ever go to london get you some indian food because let me tell you changed my life i was like ma'am can i take you home because I need you to cook this for me every day. Every day. Let me tell you. I'll pay all the bills. Don't worry. As long as you cooking this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so London was dope. You know, and just riding on the train, like, all over Europe was, was a really dope experience. It was just kind of like, you know, you just hop on the train and you just go. You just go to a different country, you know. So, um, it was it was it was pretty dope, you know. So, um, then, um, also I, I forgot to mention while my time in, uh, uh, Paris, I went to the Louvre on my birthday and man, the Louvre is massive. Oh my God. Like it's, so the thing is the Louvre is all underground. Like the whole thing is fucking like most or most of it is all underground. Like the whole museum is under fucking ground and it's so fucking dope. Like, yo, listen, man. Oh, mind blown. Like, I, I got lost. I got, I <laughs> like, there was so many passageways, so many different, man, I got lost in the Louvre. Like, man, like, it was, oh, I, like, I, and I, I, there's a lot of things I even, didn't even want to take pictures of, because, like, pictures wouldn't have done it justice, you know? Like I'm just like I took the I took a picture of the you know Mona Lisa and the and the Last Supper or whatnot but like man like a lot of this stuff I'm just looking at like yo I I'm just gonna keep this in my memory bank because like it's not nothing else is going to be nothing else is going to compare right nothing else is going to compare and also the Mona Lisa is way smaller than you think and the Last Supper is way bigger than you think my God that thing is massive. Oh my God, that thing's like that thing is like a hundred times my size or a hundred times a human size. I don't see how they how they painted that shit. Like some of the some of those paintings were massive, and I don't see how they painted that shit. I was, man, listen, mind blown, mind fucking blown. All right, 
And then so um, Amsterdam, uh, the trip to Amsterdam comes along. And uh, Amsterdam was cool. They had a really dope museum, I will say that. Uh, not a lot of uh, monuments and like you know you know how people you know touristy things to take pictures of, but it 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 was a chill it was a chill chill experience. It was just like yo man, you just kind of didn't want to take pictures. You got kind of just wanted to chill out. You know what I'm saying? I went to this market. Um, I think I got a contact high because my God, it smelled like some dank in there, man. Like let me tell you, like straight up straight up weed, and I was just like yo whoa hey, <laughs> I was like I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm I'm a little happy. Uh, I got I got lost in Amsterdam. I will say because the trolley system's kind of um, uh, confusing. I was I was a bit confused. That was the first time. That was the only time I got lost, and I thought I was going to get stuck in Amsterdam because I, I because I got lost, um, and I needed to get back to the train station. And I was like, oh shit, I'm about to be stuck in Amsterdam and not <laughs> not get back to Paris. I am screwed. Um, I I literally thought I was screwed, but I I, I got back on my train. Um, or I got to my train. I got on my train and I, I got back to Paris. Uh, real late that night, but um, it was all worth it because I got to experience Amsterdam. So the next place I went, um, Brussels, which is like really close to Amsterdam. Um, and so Brussels is really small. There's not a lot. I'll say that it's not a lot. It's beautiful. Let me tell you, it's it's may it might be chiller than um uh, Amsterdam, uh, Brussels is, and man, let me tell you, it was, it was beautiful. It was chill. It was. It was so nice. Like they had this square, and there's so much. Uh, uh, there's so much trim. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or so much gold trim, and I was like, "Oh man, this is dope! Look at that! Like it, it was. It was fucking amazing." But the main reason I went to Brussels was for the chocolate. I I know I sound like a <laughs> I know I sound like a fat ass right now, but the main reason I went to Brussels was for the chocolate. And man, did I bring back some chocolate with me? Like I, I literally, I only, I only went to Paris with one bag, um, because I, I don't need a whole lot, um, um, and I actually brought, I have my uh hiking bag that like kind of folds up into like this little square, and I brought that with me because that was going to be my walking around bag, and um, shit, it became my uh, <laughs> it became my bag that I brought, um you know, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, well, I brought my, my souvenirs and my chocolate and shit back with me. Cause I brought a whole lot of chocolate back with me. And I am not sorry to say this. I am proud of myself for bringing back so much chocolate. I wish I would have brought back more. Um, I did bring back also, uh, from, uh, Aust- uh I'm about to say Australia, Jesus, um, <laughs> Amsterdam, um, uh, these Stroop waffles, I call them Strooples, that's just a, a joke between me and my homie, but, um, these the Stroop waffles, where they're just like, the, these crisp waffles, um, thin things, like, but, uh, in the middle, it's like caramel, and, like, yo, you warm them up a little bit, just a little bit, not too much, just a little bit, and my God, your life will be changed, your life, I think they sell them at, um, Aldi during, like, the holiday season, but, man, your life will be changed. Your life would be changed. And, and then, like, at the end of my time, which Brussels was the last place I went in, like, because the next day I was actually going back to, uh, coming back to America. Um, and so, um, I, I found this, um, this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, park. Um, and it's a really huge park. It's beautiful. 
Um, they, they got statues and all, all throughout the park, like these beautiful statues all throughout the park. And, um, you know, I kind of just sat there, uh, sat on a bench and, you know, just kind of just chill because it was just like, yo, man, Brussels is this really chill place. And I just sat there and just chilled and just look at the landscape and looked at like all everything that was around me, man. Now, I got emotional to be quite honest with y'all, man. I got emotional um, because, you know, it's something that I wanted to do. I, I made it happen. And it was things that I, I got to experience that a lot of people where I come from don't get to experience, right? So I got to experience this thing that, um, you know, people who I, you know, who I know will rarely get to experience or, or never will never get to experience, right? So um, it really made me like, man, that, that, it really made me kind of emotional um, or kind of it did make me emotional. Um, and it really made me appreciate uh, the trip that much more because it, it meant a whole lot to me to go over to Europe. So, so that was a good time. So that was, um, you know, I went, uh, at the beginning of April and, um, now, and then, so, and, and to kind of, uh, go along the storyline, right? So before that, before April, I, um, applied to those three things. There was the it was called it's called the next prof workshop through the University of Michigan, um, the world's uh, worlds, the uh, Burroughs Welcome Fund um, uh, Diversity Fellowship and then the HHMI Hannah Gray Fellowship. Right. So I found out about I think I found out about the um, uh, uh, the next prof workshop before I went off to uh, before I went off to uh, uh, Europe. So I got I got that one. And that'll be the next thing I talk about um, on, on next week's episode. Right. And so, but to end this off, um, you know, I, I've still been training. Uh, I haven't really been training for any powerlifting competitions. I've just been training to get stronger. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's kind of hard with, you know, life. Like, you know, life comes first, you know, or, or my science comes first. You know, I'm, I'm a scientist that lifts. So, like, you know, so, so like, the, the lifting comes second. Um, and I still lift. I'm just not lifting for a competition at the moment. And I, I think I will, and I think I'm, I'm going to talk about, um, I, I've been seeing a lot of my, like, good friends who I, you know, started in powerlifting with getting out of the game, and, um, you know, I've been talking to them about why, and, you know, I'm going to um, kind of discuss, like, why people getting out the game of powerlifting um, and, and things like that. But for me, you know, uh, lifting has been, been pretty solid. I got a coach. Um, he's been pushing me harder than, <laughs> than I, I usually push myself. Um, because I push myself really hard, so I think he knew he had to push me way harder. Um, my, my workouts are like, oh man, some of my workouts are like three hours long, um, and I'll be dying. Let me tell you, I'll be dying, but it's all good. It's, it's all Gucci. Um, so yeah, man, it, and you know, training has been going well, um, and it's been uh, it's been beneficial. It's been um, doing wonders for everything, and I've been train. I've been. Um, switching up my my uh my technique a little bit so like with squats um a wider grip um and a wider stance on squat and same thing with bench and then slowing things down with uh deadlift because i'm just i'm more of an explosive lifter so like um and that's just comes from being a, a athlete all my life so i'm more of an explosive lifter and i'll you know want to just like rip and run but um, he's trying to get me to slow, slow down and control the weight and um, really be able to get the weight up quicker. It's like the power's still there. You still have that explosiveness. You just have to control it. 
So, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a wild animal that needs to be controlled or a caged animal. You know, I don't like that analogy. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but that's, you know, that, that's enough of me rambling. Um, I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, glad to be back on the mic. Um, hopefully you guys stay with me. Tell your friends about, you know, the At The Bench podcast. Uh, you know, get, let's get more listeners. Let's get more, you know, uh, get a bigger following so, you know, we, we can get the this message out to the world, you know what I'm saying, so, hey, listen, I appreciate you guys, I appreciate you guys for listening, uh, catch you guys on another episode of At The Bench, peace. <laughs>